0: Okay. happening everybody welcome back to another episode of the adultgamer.com community podcast and i am your friend fadmire765 i am
1: can we shorten that like to just say like welcome to the tag cast
0: yeah, sure. we can be welcome to the tag cast. I mean, we are the adultgamer.com community podcast. Is that not?
1: It sounds like quite a mouthful.
0: That's what she said, but... Um... <laughs> yes, yes. We are the tag cast for short, but I like to let people know where we are. So, I will call it the tag cast for you, Hop, because you are the man that has the biceps that I wish I could have. I'm running out of body parts to, like, call out for you sir no no okay all right well you're 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 my pal you're you're the dude that's been running the show with me for almost cutting into our fourth year soon so
1: he's already that's insane
0: i know it's crazy right we're almost we're wrapping up year number three and i and i i'm happy to be doing this with you for so long so Give up, a-
1: havoc, havoc! I love your suggestion. Let's go, bitches! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, Finn. The comments tonight are go- are gold. I'm loving it. I, you know, I can't wait to get back into that podcast channel and see what you guys are saying. But you know, let's uh, let's get into it, man. Let's just talk about what games we've been up to. So I'm gonna turn it over to you. You've uh, you've spread your wings a little bit this past couple weeks.
1: Not really. uh, Yes and no. Uh, I'm still working on uh, Castlevania Advanced Collection. I got stuck for a while. I finally found my way back. And then when I finally did that, Resident Evil Village finally went on sale. Finally. And it's as good as I had dreamed it would have been. Uh, I'm enjoying it. It's also scary. Not a scary seven. But still really creepy i got to a point today even though i was playing on my lunch break and even though it was daytime i just got creeped out enough i was like you know what i'm just gonna i'm just gonna stop right here <laughs> i was like i'm i'm good i don't even want to see what's in the next room right now quite creeped out um still uh i still like to jump in and play some street through age four with uh mr b daddy and then uh i've still been having a lot of fun playing uh black ops cold war all the modes zombies pvp the halloween event was a lot of fun uh i even have been jumping back into a little bit of warzone with some people it's been a lot of fun so that's pretty much all i've been doing i'm i'm uh waiting on a couple games that are gonna drop uh, i'm gonna fly to new zealand this week so i can play some games on thursday
0: I, I wanted to throw in the bad dad joke there, but I couldn't. I just could not. I was going to say, like, boy, what your arms is. are going to be tired. But, you know.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. No,
0: they will be. They will be. <laughs> yeah. Uh Yeah, dude. I mean, I i am not a Resident Evil fan, but I do like to get my zombies killing oh, it on. It
1: looked so good. Like, 7 looked good, but 8 on the Series X with 4K60 and real-time ray tracing. Oh, it's fucking good, dude. Best looking game I've seen on the Series X. It's it's gorgeous.
0: All right, uh, I'll that out there. I will, I will have to take your word for it, but I do know what it's like to play games in 4K HDR now, and I can't ever go yeah, back. Yeah, man, it
1: changed your life, right? See, told changed you. it.
0: So I've been playing some Back for Blood, and I'm working through. i I think I finished Act Two. Uh, with Anthem, oh, that's cool. I can so, only play that game when you guys are playing. I cannot that game by
1: myself. Is complete frustration. I can't even handle it for five minutes. Oh, I don't blame I you. Will, I will play it with you guys, though. Yeah, the AI, your AI teammates are just so bad.
0: But they ping the hell
1: out of everything, that's for sure. Right? Uh, <laughs> it's I've nice also... to have one or maybe two, because they drop good ammo, but yeah. when it's just you by yourself, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, sorry.
0: No, you're good. <laughs> I've been toying around with some more with the Marvel's Avengers. I've been enjoying the single player story so far, so I... I I'm kind of happy this is a Game Pass game. I don't think I would have spent the money on it, but I'm enjoying the play.
1: There's so many mixed reviews that I yeah. just stayed away from it, even on yeah. Game Pass. I'm
0: like, I don't even know if I'm gonna bother. Yeah, and getting some caught in with you. Uh, been playing a little bit more multiplayer lately, which has been surprising for me this far into the cycle. Then the other day, I tried out on the console, the console streaming with uh, XCloud or Xbox cloud streaming i tried the new game project Wing- wingman that they dropped and it's a little bit more of a arcadey combat aerial combat game and i was just one to see what it was like to play on the cloud and i thought it was pretty damn good i mean it wasn't as good visually as obviously playing from the console itself but i you know i could see this being a thing right you know going in the future i could see you wanting to stream a game while you're downloading it or whatever. So I, I was pretty impressed with what happened. I didn't really feel any latency at all as I was playing it. I felt the the fighter jet I was flying around was uh, doing a really good job of uh, having or responding really well to my commands for it. So I, I might be a little bit more of a believer in this cloud gaming as time goes on, especially with a hardwired connection. <laughs>
1: And then uh, I think uh, I think for certain things like for
0: single player games and stuff, it's probably going to be fine. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think if it's going to be a while before we start seeing multiplayer PvP style games with cloud streaming being high quality and, and having the latency that makes it not feel like you just got cheated out of a kill or whatever. So, and then tonight, I speaking of multiplayer games. I decided to hop on Xbox a little early and I got to join Hybrid and Noble Map for some PUBG. And snap. uh right be- about twenty minutes before recording, we uh we got a chicken dinner and I managed to snag four kills in it. So I'm like riding a high right now, man. I'm feeling <laughs> I'm feeling pretty dang good. So I may retire from PUBG forever after that. So no, I'll play again. It, it was fun. It's always fun getting with you, Hybrid and Matt. It's uh, you guys are a good time. If if you ever want to learn the ropes of PUBG, these are the guys you want to re- play with. Because yeah, I,
1: I played a lot of PUBG with those guys. Always a good time. Yeah. Always a good time.
0: Well, we are the tag cast, or let's go, bitches and we would love to have you come join the show we would Can love we to... get that domain <laughs> yes, i i think that would be not safe for work tony so don't go there um anyways we we would love to have you on the show we record the first and third tuesdays of every month and we love to just talk about video games and talk about the news talk about what we're playing and then just go into some random topic that nobody else probably on the internet is talking about so Let's just have fun and enjoy video games as much as we can, and you can come do it with us at theadultgamer.com and join our, pot, our Discord channel and have some fun with us. But for now, let's get into some news hop, and there's been quite a bit of news, and I got a little picky on the news stories this week, so uh, there's a few of them that are... I just added one. Oh, you did? I can't wait to see it. Uh, the first one is, this one dropped last night, and that was the Sega-Microsoft Partnership. Uh, they tweeted out. The CEO tweeted out a statement about some kind of alliance that Microsoft and Sega is going to have going forward, and something to do with cloud uh, gaming. So it was super vague, but kind of like, "Hey, we're going to do stuff together." And I don't know when we'll see anything from this, but right. you know, still
1: pretty cool. There was, I mean, there were rumors of that. Almost a year ago, you remember Captain Crunch and I were freaking out a little bit um so it's interesting that this is kind of coming out now. It seems like it's more of a more of a technological thing. Rumors are saying it's mainly Microsoft having uh cloud development tools for Sega's teams working from home and yada yada, but we'll see this it could lead to something really cool, hopefully.
0: I, I got to admit, hybrid's cracking me up here. He's looking up the domain names for Let's Go Bitches. We can get x y z, which uh, I'll have to look into that one, and .info for $12 a year. So we can we can be Let's Go Bitches, .xyz. Um, So yeah, going back to the second thing. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this. Uh, you know, I wonder if there is just there seems to be a lot of cloud like microsoft's really kind of going into this they have a studio that is uh, building an mmo that is going to use the cloud to help scale games so that you can play certain parts of a game on your phone while you while in the cloud um rather than doing the raids or anything there's also uh, the rumor that, I guess, uh, Hideo Kojima and Microsoft are going to talk to make a cloud-only game. Uh, so, I don't know. It, there's just a lot going on. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. There's been a lot of people sharing these tweets from 2017 with uh, Sega trying to revive an old IP and Obsidian responding back with uh, the like the looking eyes like, what's going on? And mm-hmm. if you know anything, one of the games I was most hyped about ever was a game called Alpha Protocol published oh, by yeah? Sega mm-hmm. or developed by Obsidian. And I was so excited for that game. And it was kind of a letdown in so many ways, but also really loved it, but then hated it some more and then loved it again. So it was just one of those games that I, I wish, wish just would have hit a little heart, a little better in the end. All right, hop. How do you feel about this with the No Zombies quest at launch for Vanguard? Well, let's just talk about a couple of these things. You got two stories here. One, uh,
1: they're having a smaller file install. Um, That's because by default it's going to use high-res texture streaming. Um, You can turn that off and install the high-res texture packs. That's how it was in Warzone, which is probably what I'll do. If you have a bandwidth cap, that's probably what you're going to want to do. Um. Yeah, so uh, no Easter egg quest at launch. There's going to be the new mode, derafang which is kind of a mix of outbreak and round base modes. It's a based on the multiplayer or bigger maps, but it's going to have objective sections, and it's it's kind of a test bed for Treyarch. Um, I actually got some inside info. I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to say anything here. Maybe later, but um, let's just say that that this is a tech test for something coming.
0: Okay. Um,
1: (laughs) so yeah. And, uh, there was another interview today with Treyarch where they're being kind of vague about whether there's going to be round based zombies or not. And some of the zombies community is up in arms and people just get all crazy. It's like, just let the game come out first. And, and if you're on the fence, don't buy it. Just shut up. But, you know, people are entitled to... I get it, they're passionate, they have opinions, but sometimes you just sound like an asshat when all you do is just say the same crap over and over again. I, uh, I'm i looking forward to it. I The Zombies reveal got me excited. I ended up pre-ordering it, and then I felt a lot better after pre-ordering it when uh, Exclusive Ace showed all the stuff that is gonna do to make the multiplayer better. Uh, so that me kind of excited. Um... I'm a little bit really excited about this next story here about id software hiring on a long running iconic fps franchise that couldn't be a franchise that they just released a uh classic edition for on the series x cuz I'm pretty would pretty think sure that's, that's foreshadowing right like they're right? Just... yeah
0: I'm pretty sure that's what's coming yeah so yeah I thought that was cool and it was kind of buried deep into some uh very obs- not obscure job posting, but just a job posting that you didn't you wouldn't have might be you had to really dig deep to find that statement. So this next story I thought was pretty interesting. Amy Hennig, who has done a lot of really big stuff. She is on her own with her own studio uh, with uh, Skydance and she's supposedly working on a new Marvel game project, AAA, uh, as if that means anything these days because there's a lot of like indie games that look better than triple a games anyways she's working on it it's an original story she says uh the, got this article from ign reading through it and what i also found interesting was the actress from uh the, the voice actress and the uh model for uh battlefront 2's main character uh Was it like Iden Verso or something like that? Yeah. Uh, The Janina Janina Gavankar. I'm butchering that name and somebody could hopefully fix me is uh, supposedly going to kind of lead this game. So it'll be really interesting to see what she does there. She had Uh, some good acting chops. Yeah, I I really liked her in uh, Battlefront 2. I think she did a great job with that. So. Hop, I guess the question for you or anybody that's listening, what would you want Marvel to work on? Um, You know, or not Marvel, but uh, Marvel and uh, Amy Hennig to work on with this. So, you know, any particular, I guess, strong female roles you'd like to see? Off the top of my head, I don't I don't. No. Uh, Yeah. It'd be kind of cool if we can maybe get something X Men related. You know, that'd be kind of fun. It's been a while since we've seen a lot of anything X Men, but I don't know. uh, I'm
1: sure that Square Enix will have a carbon copy clone of their Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy game with an
0: X Men skin on it in the next year or two. Could be. But I will say, from what I've read and seen, Guardians of the Galaxy looks pretty dope. So it's been, I've been inching closer and closer to buying that. So we'll see. I I might wait for a sale on that. Division Heartland from Ubisoft. Uh, Still not sure what that game's supposed to be, but it's going to be delayed again. So
1: this wasn't the. This wasn't their six v six like arena call of duty style. No, game, that right? was this, was, this X- was like their sort of
0: pseudo open world slash battle royale kind of division so, game. So I can't th- remember. There's there's three games you kind of just mixed in here, man. The X Defiant was their arena shooter. That's what it was. Okay. Uh, Frontlines is their battle oh, royale battle PvP E okay. style one. I'm looking on. forward and then this Heartland one is there seems to be a... It's not a, like
1: supposed to be free-to-play or something, wasn't
0: yeah, it? Yeah, like they dropped a bunch of things about it and made it seem like it was going to be kind of a BR-style game and then it just kind of disappeared completely. So, uh, I don't know, but it's delayed. So, we don't have to worry about it for a little while. The, All right. got to play this game if you haven't yet. It It's on Xbox and PC, so you have no... If you have one of those consoles or... PCs then I'm waiting for it to hit Game Pass so I can try it dude it's worth it regardless Death Store oh my goodness play this game 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 and if you have a PlayStation or Nintendo Switch on November 23rd play this game play this game play this game play this game because it is amazing so again I don't know how else to say it play this game so do it for real, go play this game, Death Sword. Do it, yes. Anyways, it. next story. Do it. Do it. Uh, this one is interesting. Far Cry Six is an uh, Ubisoft are creating a bit of a ruckus with uh, their game, and I don't know if you know anything about the game Hop, but the main protagonist is a like dictator of a island uh, nation, and he is pretty ruthless. So when you play the game or stop playing the game, you may get an email from Ubisoft from the dictator telling you that he didn't think you would actually have the chops to take him down. Or, you know, they would send emails challenging you to play more when you've already logged X number of hours into it. Um, So their marketing team is in overdrive, and there's a lot of people that seem to be having a laugh with this, and a lot of people seem to be really annoyed that they're emailing them or trying to... Uh, push them to play more, if you will. So on a game, how would you feel if uh, you started getting emails from game of started
1: guilting, guilting me for not yeah. playing that Red Dead Redemption two would be emailing me right now. You haven't played in a couple of weeks. i be like, sorry,
0: I got distracted by the village. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this last story I did try to test out or not last story. Second, last story is the Netflix gaming streaming service is now available or will be available in the U S so I it's only available on Android devices right now. I wanted to see what it looked like before the show, but unfortunately, my phone is not uh, good enough to do it right now. So maybe those of you what? with newer phones could do it and go from there and have some fun with it. So let's take a moment and talk about something that happened last, not last Monday. Not yesterday, but the Monday before. Quietly on a Sunday night the The Joseph Staten from the lead director or head director of Halo Infinite tweeted out, hey, guess what? Check out our campaign preview tomorrow. And then the next day, they dropped a six-minute video of the campaign. And it started off quite with a big uh, statement of Halo's has always been about Master Chief and Cortana, which is true. And then from that on, moment on we just got the chance to see everything and all the new glory and how everything has been beautified and got their glamour shots done with craig so it's just been uh, i was in love i was in love for six minutes hop i was so happy where were you in that when you were watching those six minutes
1: uh it looks good i'm not i'm not I'm not going to lie, Fenn. I'm not totally excited about Halo Infinite. It's not, it's not, it's not lighting me up like I was hoping it would.
0: Well, I was kind of excited (laughs) because I thought that it it looked gorgeous. I thought it was going to be hitting all the right cylinders. They seem to definitely be leaning into some of this whole, uh, Open world type thing, and you can kind of love. Part I don't like.
1: Chief, that's up. the part I don't like. I don't well, like the Far Cry Five and Six look of how that whole
0: hub world works. I don't like what that spells for co op. That part I don't like. So, I am I am not going to. I'm gonna. I I understand your reservations. I I, I agree with you on that. Uh, unfortunately, I think that, you know, the co op thing is not going to be a big deal right now, but because obviously it's not there for online for the first few months. The right. the thing that I'm kind of interested in, I wonder if they'll do it cause since you can kind of level things up with chief is I wonder if they'll kind of put in a, you know, Metroidvania style thing. Like you can like, or like in Jedi fallen order, like you can come back to certain areas and do Go more things and, stuff. and like kind of change up how you, you do things so i don't know take a moment and you know tell us what you're what else you kind of felt like did the graphics do it for you this time around because i know that was a big oh yeah the, the, definitely the graphics look a lot better i'm just still
1: i think for me just the halo community just drives me crazy because they're like oh like all they complain about for years we want we just want it to be that like halo 3 we just want and they just want everything to be slow and clunky And that's a lot of how Infinite feels to me. And I'm sad that that's how it is, because I really liked the kinetic speed of five, the movement, the boosting, the jump. I felt like a super soldier Spartan. Like I felt like Captain America, but like like a Spartan. Um, But they slowed the sprint way down. They took away all those power ups, and now you have to pick them up individually. I do like the grapple shot. That's cool. Um, the main weapons feel okay. Some of the weapons they added, like when I was playing, eh, I'm reserving judgment. I mean, obviously I'm going to play it. I'm going to have Game Pass. I'm going to check it out. But th- there's quite a few things. I'm, I'm mostly worried about the campaign being an open world fetch quest kind of thing, like a Far Cry or even Assassin's Creed or something. I, I, I would rather, there's enough games like that. And I would rather that they did something like the original, like Halo or ODST, where you had these sort of sandbox levels, but it was still a level that were different goals and different objectives and different ways to take on these points. But you weren't in this entire open world where it's almost like too much freedom in that kind of a game just leads to mediocrity, in my opinion. Yeah, um,
0: I can see that uh,
1: point. i just was like man and and that's probably why there's no co-op because the game world is so big they can't do a split screen uh co-op right now because they haven't optimized the engine code enough to make that work well i just things like that that i just that's what i'm worried about with i think i read that
0: the co-op had more to do with the the save states like if me and you play together and then I went back in my own game, if there was, Oh, you mean like what happened to my game on the ascent? <laughs> yes. Uh, something. You thought like I that. was going to
1: forget about that, huh?
0: No, 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 no. I still feel terrible. <laughs> still feel like a complete jerk. Anyways. Uh, that no, wasn't I, your fault, man. I, I just know. like to give you crap. It I was know. all the developers, but I think that's fault. what they're afraid of. Like, you know, whether your progress or your prog- the progress in a game in your buddy's game does not carry back over to your own game or vice versa or your game gets corrupted or lost or I think that's what the issue was. Not necessarily I think split screen co op is there, uh, from the start, if I remember correctly. I just think it's online co-op is that is not there. Uh but I could be wrong. Um but I I understand that from what I've like I remember hearing some different things. Like it's not going to be like a massive open world, uh, like a far cry or Assassin's Creed. It's going to be very, there's going to be like sections that are open world, maybe similar to ODST, but maybe a lot larger than those areas, obviously, because obviously technology has gotten farther with that. But, you know, I'll just, it'll just be interesting because one of the things that Halos is not is not really known for is obviously its stealth. Uh, I mean, other than crouch walking and active camo, you don't have a whole lot of stealth options, um, especially with the weapons. Like there's only a handful of weapons that are silenced, like one pistol that I remember. So um, I don't know. Like I get your reservations, I get what people are saying, but I'm I'm really excited. I like the idea of being able to replay some levels. Like one of the things I loved about the silent cartographer level in uh, your favorite halo of all time. And (laughs) it, it, uh, it had that kind of massive world that you can kind of come around and approach things a little bit differently, uh, come from a different angle or different, uh, sections. So I'm excited. Uh, but you're right. December 8th and maybe, even earlier, according to some leaks with uh, Game Pass, you might be able to get it four days earlier. Uh, yeah, that early access thing. That's yeah, interesting. So we'll see what happens when that comes out. I was kind of planning on taking the day off so I can just have my day to focus all on it. And if it comes, that's up,
1: how not. So I'm not even like I don't even I'm not even aware of what day that is. That's how like not I'm not and it's not anything i'm not talking trash about the game i'm just not that excited about the game i'm more excited about playing horizon 5 like that's why i'm (laughs) finding (laughs) it
0: that's fair man well speaking of horizon 5 it is a game coming out very soon why don't you tell us what is dropping here soon this month of oh yeah. yeah i tried
1: to weed it down to the good stuff uh Apex Legends Escape, PC, PS4, Xbox Switch, November 2nd, that's today. First Class Trouble, PlayStation 5 and 4, that's today. Knockout City, PS5 and Series X, is that an update or is that a physical release? Because the game's been out for a while, right?
0: I believe it might be a Uh, physical release. Maybe it's a
1: physical release. Prison Simulator on PC, November 4th. I don't know about you, but I don't want anything to do with that game. I'm cool. Don't need to, don't even. not even half interested in prison. Um, Animal Horizons Update 2.0 and the expansion Happy Home Paradise, those drop November 5th on Friday, along with Call of Duty Vanguard on all systems except for the Switch on the 5th. A new mobile suit Gundam, of course, only on PlayStation 5 and 4 on November 5th. November 9th is Airborne Kingdom that's on all consoles. Disney Classic Game Collection that's dropping on all consoles and PC November 9th. Football Manager 2022 PC and Xbox November 9th. Horizon 5. November 9th is the regular release. I think if you're Game Pass and or um deluxe that the deluxe edition you get it November 5th. Um Final Fantasy V Pixel Remaster. Those are those somewhat sketchy-looking remasters Squaresoft's doing that look like cell phone games. uh, November 10th. Grand Theft Auto Trilogy Definitive Edition. uh, That's on all systems, including the Switch and PC, November 11th. And uh, San Andreas is going to be on Game Pass that day, too. Uh, So that'll be kind of neat if you want to check that out. Shin Megami Tensei, number 5, Switch, November 12th guild of dungeoneering ultimate edition november 18th on pc microsoft flight simulator game of the year edition plus expansion packs dropped november 18th on pc and series x undungeon pc and xbox november 18th battlefield 2042 november 19th it's not delayed according to all all releases you might want to wait it out though it sounds like it's going to be a little bit buggy uh, another Mo- uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Operation Volume 2 that drops November 19th. I don't know why they're splitting those games like that within the span of two weeks. That's kind of weird. Nerf Legends, that's on everything November 19th. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which is a remake November 19th. Death Door. PC, PS5, and PS4, November 23rd. Fan play people this should game. Play, play this, this game, game right?
0: <laughs> play this game. Play this game.
1: Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker expansion. That's the MMO. Uh, PC, PS5, PS4, November 23rd. Lens Island on PC, November 26th. Beyond a Steel Sky, that's on everything except for the PC, November 30th. Woo! That's our game releases. I, I try to just keep it to... Uh, The more popular releases and left out some stuff. Hopefully nobody's offended. Uh, Tag community updates. We have our Thursday night game nights this Thursday, November 4th, is Tetris Effect Connected, which is on Game Pass. Um, I think that has cross play with PC. Yes, it does. And then November 11th is Horizon Five, which will be crossplay with PC as well. Uh, those are the only two dates for November I have so far. Anthem, our community game night manager, has not added any more. I'm sure he's working on that. Um, Friday nights is uh, Fight Club. Although this Friday I probably won't be playing Fight Club. I'll either be racing or shooting zombies, one of the two. But. uh I'm sure Warlock and Sith and maybe even you will be playing some Injustice 2 or Mortal Kombat 11,
0: maybe? Uh, I'll probably be joining you with uh, some (laughs) car bumping and grinding. Some racing, right? Uh,
1: Anything going on in the book club this month, Finn?
0: Yeah, so the the tag community book club is uh reading a book selected by a a uh, old friend hello i'm gandhi and it is terms of enlistment Frontlines," book number one so uh written by marco Kloos, klaus 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 and it's the year is 282108 and the North American Commonwealth is bursting at the seams for welfare rats like Andrew Grayson there are only two ways out of the crime-ridden and filthy welfare tenements you can hope to win the lottery or draw a ticket on a colony ship settling off world or you can join the service and I think you might be able to figure out what he does since the book is called Terms of Enlistment so <laughs> If you're interested in joining that, go ahead and jump in there and have some fun. Read that book and have a have a blast doing it because they like talking about books in the book club channel. So get it on. All right. It's time for this episode's deep dive. and And I kind of had a bit of a misnomer when I was kind of hyping up what we we're going to talk about this week. I said, let's have a conversation about the enemies of video games. Well, people took that as like, what are the enemies of video games like? politicians or uh you know children uh one ended up becoming something about like sex with ubo i don't know like it was just really it got weird after a moment but no what i meant was let's talk about like the actual enemies in games and what some of our favorite or you know rememberable enemy units that we've faced in games over the course of our gaming time because you know this, com- this idea came up for me because of several arguments with Tony about how terrible the Prometheans were because he thinks the Prometheans are one of the worst enemy types ever in Halo, uh, even though he has no idea who they are or what they, how they exist. But that's for another story uh, time. But I was thinking, man, there's been a lot of really good enemy types over the years. And I'm not talking about the protagonists. I'm talking about like the actual group that you fight throughout games over and over again so uh one of my favorites has always been the splicers from the bioshock uh world like i really enjoyed just kind of how creepy yet maniacal that they all seem to be and how they kind of walked and carried themselves in the universe and then would just like come you know flying at you off the rails And I really enjoyed that uh, enemy type. And I thought that there was kind of an underused uh, trope, if you will, for enemies. So that's one of mine. Hop, did you have any favorites that just kind of jumped to mind? I
1: um, loved the Locust from Gears of War. The way they set that all up in the very first game. Like... Just playing on that classic like monster that lives under the ground kind of a theme. Yeah. Um, and the whole way they built up. What I really loved about the original, I'm only going to talk about Gears 1 to 3 because I really don't care about what they're doing with 4 or 5 and whatever's next because in my opinion, they kind of ruined everything um, story-wise. But in the original three Gears games, they each game built upon what had happened before and you learned a little bit more about this crazy world underground and the enemies and how they've what's gone on and and the the cliff the the main crux of it is that the end of the third game when you realize that mankind created all those things by doing what they did fighting for this fuel source like it's just i mean it was just a metaphor for kind of what we're doing to the planet right now (laughs) very (laughs) much um, but I just loved the the locusts were just cool because they were just creepy enough and they would say just enough things in a language that we could understand. Like when they would see you, they're human and just you know, they were just they were cool. I liked them really fun, enemy. Um, that's that's one of the first ones that came to mind when you talked about that.
0: Yeah, that was definitely in my like top list. The locusts, I just you know, and the variation of the locusts, right. Just, you had your, obviously your very basic grunt style and then all the way up to the hunters and, uh, the ones that always have the torque bro, like they were always just a little bit different from the others. And then you had the, just the way that they, they traversed through the, uh, emergence holes and, or the, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the big flying things that they would often use sometimes. So it's like. They just had, and then the Brumocks. Oh my god, those things are so cool! Like I remember seeing the first time when the they came, one of them came riding in on a Brumock. I was just like, that thing is the most badass thing I've had to fight in a very long time. So yeah, the Locust definitely a topless enemy type. Uh, I have to go back to another one that I thought was, I just kind of loved these enemies, but the Zerg from Starcraft. Just, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like they were fun. Just how like it just I mean the whole Zerg rush and all that stuff, like just they the way that you can kind of like fill a screen with all of that and just kinda destroy whoever you're facing, uh, with a massive amount of units so quickly was just kind of a cool thing. And then the way they looked and they moved about the screen, they just had such a really cool uh vibe to them and that you really kind of felt afraid of them when you had to face them in a way that you weren't prepared for. Right. So I really thought that that was a really cool enemy type. Uh, any others that really stick out for you, Hop? Um, well I
1: was going to say like, uh, it's another one that as the series went on, they kept, they've, they've kept coming up with really cool innovative enemies, but I'm just going to highlight a couple and that's the, the resident evil series. Um, The first game, not so much. You have a few things, but it's pretty basic. But in Resident Evil 2, we got a few new enemies that really, like, the first time the liquor showed up, I was like, what the fuck is that thing? Like, it was just so creepy. And then also in Resident Evil 2, the Nemesis. And when he's, like, it just puts an extreme amount of urgency into you when you're trying to, like, figure your way out of this police station and you hear do 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 this big crazy dude in a trench coat and a hat is chasing you around You're like how do i get away from this guy you know and then they expanded upon that into resident evil 3 um just the whole resident evil series has had some really cool innovative uh villains or enemy types through each series and the bosses are always pretty cool the the bosses in seven and eight have been some of the most creative characters because they really you interact with them a lot Uh, some of the the boss fights in 7 were nuts and so far in 8 they're pretty crazy so I'm going to throw my throw my hat to Resident Evil for coming up with with fun and innovative ways to enhance the zombie survival genre
0: I will give one final like favorite enemy type and it's kind of more because I remember the first time I came across them and that's uh, the enemies in Half-Life like the crabhead guys, yeah. The, the <laughs> crabhead, like I just remember, like looking at thing and like, why does it just look like you're wearing a turkey on your head? Like friends, like Joey from right things. Like, I, it's just one of those things that I just kind of had a laugh with. But you know, after walking up to it, thinking, oh whatever, and I just have a crowbar and like them hit smacking me for the first, I was like, oh shit, like you mean business. Like let's let me smack you around a couple times and, and move on, but. Uh, Then just finally facing the crab for the first time, like those things like jumping out at you. And then later on when they had the uh, military units getting taken over by the the crab heads. And then as you progress through the game, they did just such a great job of introducing new enemy types that did different things uh, that you had to kind of approach in a very different way. And, And I just love how, you know, in video games, you get this kind of trope of, not trope, but like this build up right you start off with obviously like you know what's the like running joke with rpgs like the first thing that you always fight in rpgs is like rats spiders or
1: mm-hmm. you know right you know something, something small you can hit with just a stick or a yeah, rock,
0: <laughs> you know but when they can kind of flip that on its head and introduce something like that jumpy little crab thing like that's such a unique way but as time goes on they build it up to those more heavy hit hard-hitting enemies that you actually have to maybe have a bit of strategy with and you can't just like run up to a crowbar smack it a few times and feel accomplished so i i love those style of games where they just like i said flip the whole script of yeah it's not a rat or giant spider anymore now it's an actual you know this weird looking crab thing or it's a weird uh uh like i'm drawing blanks on some things right now but yeah there's There's just a lot of different things. You know, I know I said the last one, but like I've always loved Borderlands, the psychos. Dude, like, I was just about to talk about Borderlands. Okay, ahead, and uh, I'll let you do that.
1: No, no. Uh, no, I was, no, the psychos, right? The psychos are great, but the enemy that I think just freaking had me dying and cracking me up. And it was always just like to this day, I just chuckle a little bit. Is Borderlands Two with all the different loader bots, especially the one that goes no no no, and like just they just say a bunch of random stuff, like it never gets old. And the crazy like one that chases you, and like the loader bots are nuts. And then again the the characters, especially like Handsome Jack, Moxie, and some of them, you know, the Handsome Jack you have to fight, and some of those other characters, some of the villains in the Borderlands, especially Two, I think Two still probably has the best cast of villains in a game um at least as far from or at least from a like just batshit insane story point and and fun but the whole borderlands world i mean it's built on the throes of cyberpunk mad max serenity like you know they obviously these guys were fans of all that stuff and just put it all in a
0: blender and hit let's go (laughs) bitches Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> let's go bitches was there any like enemies that just like never like you either never really like ever afraid of or you just never really felt threatened by in borderlands or in any game just purely, any game man. like just like any oh, enemies well that before just...
1: i get to that just while i'm st- while this is still fresh in my head the other game that i think as a kid This was the first game where the enemy type like kind of terrified me and that was the metroids from the original metroid and then also super metroid because man in the original metroid game when you get to the area where there's lots of metroids those things will kill you so fast if you're not ready for it if you don't have your freeze gun ready because if they even get near you they attach and just suck all your life away and i just remember as a kid you know because obviously i was a kid like i was 10 playing that game I died a lot. I was like, oh, this game's so hard. I'm sure now if I played it, it would seem really tame. But the Metroids were cool. And, the, and that series has built upon that with lots of interesting, you know, sci-fi villains like Ridley and Kraid and Mother Brain and, um, you know, the evil Samus that was built from the Echo and Prime 2 and stuff like that. That's another series. Yeah. Um, you know what enemy type I was never ever afraid of, and that comes from our lovely Halo, are the little, uh, what are the little, the little stupid guys? Oh, that grunts. Can, the grunts. Never, those guys never scared me. Even when they're running with plasma grenades, like you never. And I think that's the point. They're yeah. they're fodder. They're there to distract. You know, they're there to distract. You, and all of a sudden, an elite will drop down, who's cloaked with a sword and kill you. And you're
0: like, oh, damn it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I will say but, the, yeah, grunts the grunts in Halo you. Never,
1: never worried me.
0: They will get you, though, when you turn the corner and there's one standing with two plasma grenades up in the air. Like, they'll get on, you there. Yeah, occasionally. <laughs>
1: but for the most part, they were just there for fun. I, I probably died more from the stupid jackal snipers in Halo 2 than any other Halo enemy in any of the Halo games. Those damn jackal snipers on Halo 2 Legendary killed me a lot. And I hate
0: them. All right, so this one is... Maybe it'd be a bit obscure, but the worst enemy that I ever really faced was the Flamingo from Rambo on the regular Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, jeez, dude. I don't even think I played that game. Oh, my God. A game like I I don't even know how I got that game. It just magically appeared like most other games for the Nintendo Entertainment System. And it shows up, and I was like, oh, sure, I'll play it. And that game fucking is hard as hell because these fucking flamingos just are, they have the reach of, you know, I don't know, a seven-foot-tall man, and they can just attack you and, like, one-shot you almost all the time. It was just, I hate those damn birds. Like, if I see a real-life flamingo, I just want to grab it by the neck and punch it in the face over and over again. That's hilarious. Like, I hated that damn bird in that game so many times. Like, who who hates flamingos this much? I don't know. I do, apparently. So, yeah, that right. was one of the worst enemies ever. So, if you ever get a chance and you find a way to play Rambo from the NES, you'll you'll know my pain. You will. But maybe at the same time you won't because you're an adult and I was a child playing that game. So Right. I
1: want to see who... Because,
0: I mean, there were certain publishers
1: back then... Who was the uh, publisher of this game? Blah,
0: blah, blah. You know, I'd be Acclaim. curious. Acclaim,
1: that was published by Acclaim. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have touched that game with a 10-foot pole. I, As a kid, I quickly learned that most games that Acclaim published were trash. Uh, they weren't <laughs> They weren't well known as a like, top-tier developer. Yeah. Uh, they had a few games that were good, but for the most part, they were like, you know, they they a lot of licensed movie games uh so well i didn't know that yeah. shit and no no I- not when you're a kid right it's one of those things as a kid you start to see certain logos like i knew ljn i was like no nah, that games garbage. or acclaim if i saw konami on the box i was like this is probably good you know what i mean like you sure. start to as a, as a kid i started to associate those kind of things but i remember us knowing pretty quickly the acclaim they did publish a couple of good ones they did iron sword by uh which was uh, or, uh Wizards and Warriors, which is actually rare, developed by Rare. Um, that was a really fun game, but yeah, no, yeah, it's just, just, just knowing that it was a licensed movie game was probably enough for me to avoid playing or even renting it, unless unless it said Konami on the box, like Top Gun. And that game was hard landing the damn plane. Taking off was fine. Shooting the bad guys was fine. Going to land your F-14 on the aircraft carrier was like the hardest thing in that entire game. That was the hardest enemy in in Top Gun was landing your F fourteen on the aircraft carrier.
0: I'm trying to remember what like flying game I had on the NES. I can't remember what it there was. There was a lot. There was yeah. like
1: a F one one seven stealth game. There was I mean there were so many.
0: All Top right. Gun
1: was the one I played the most though, I think.
0: Alright, so what's another enemy type that just like you just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Or it just like felt like it just was a bad enemy design.
1: Uh, I'm trying to think what's. What was an annoying. I mean, in the original Metal Gear Solid, because it was a stealth game, in that game, the stealth was so hard that if you alerted the guards at all, you were like instantly dead. There was like nothing you could do. Like, you would just get massacred. I do remember uh, that. Yeah, it was a very hard game. Um, Trying to think. Oh, dude, the Medusa heads in the original NES Castlevanias 1 and 3. Fuck those things, dude. They always appeared during a jumping platform section, and it always appeared right when you needed to do some jump that was really hard, and they would knock you off and you would die. And it was like just one of those things where you just had to like you had to wait out a certain amount of time or time your whip or pray that you had the the boomerang cross to get over those chasms because otherwise they would hit you and you'd fall down you'd hear that doo, 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 doo. and then you were back at the beginning of the level and you were throwing your nintendo controller on the ground
0: <laughs> i i will say one of the enemy things like and i guess this goes to more boss type enemies was playing Mega Man games was always oh. frustrating. Yeah. When, like, because if you didn't know if you the order, Because you climbed right? back
1: down a ladder, well, also, that game had, like, the enemies would respawn. So if you went up sure. one room and you came back, all the guys were back in the room. You're like, are you serious? But, and, okay, get, get your point about how to do the bosses.
0: Yeah, like, you had to figure out what the, like, pattern was. Like, you had to know which boss to take out first and get theirs special power so that way when you go to the next boss on this you know hidden list you could use that special power because it you know was multiplied against that next boss type and that was always frustrating to me because you know i'd get all the way through and i'd I'd finally defeat a boss and then uh, i'd go and use that next power on the next boss i'm like nope that's not the right boss to use it on so i'd have to kind of keep doing this trial and error thing and now that like I look back on I was like I see why maybe that was the case but man that always frustrated the hell out of me uh that whole mechanic of kind of uh guessing and checking when and where you could use certain things. I mean Mega Man 3 is still one of my all-time favorite games. Uh it's probably my favorite. that was a, mu- that was a
1: much more that was a much more forgiving yes. game
0: and it had the best music out of all of my belief. But anyways, that that's another topic for another day so yeah i i just i feel like we don't give enough love to the fodder right we don't see a lot of people talking about how the overall enemy design of games how it evolves how it changes and how it becomes harder i mean we live in a day where sometimes a lot of the enemy types oh like this is something that me and you have talked about several times for a game that we actually really enjoy uh, or game type that we enjoy, like the division, we enjoy that world, but the enemies, just because of how bullet spongy they are, like it just really sucks you right out of that world. It sucks you out of the immersion. When you sit there and you unload 15 clips into a guy and he's still walking around town as if, you know, he's got brand new sneakers on. So it's like, dude, how is this possible? And it, and that was a really kind of tough thing for me with the division. Like I love everything they're doing with that game until it just became bullet sponge after bullet sponge. And next, thing you know, you're out of ammo and you're just kind of screwed. Right. So that was a big one for me. That I thought about when this came up, but like I was saying, I really enjoy this topic. So I would love to like hear from you listeners what are your favorite enemies or the enemies that you don't care about? Wish that they would totally revamp or redo. Uh, I'm sure we might hear about the flood uh, as being a favorite enemy type from Halo. Uh, Cause that obviously was a really cool storytelling component that they brought into that whole series. And that obviously lived on. And I would just love to hear uh, hybrid Saint sniper jackals. Do you mean like, You like them, or you think they're the worst? Because Hop thinks they're the worst in Halo 2. So, (laughs) I'd be curious. Oh, they're the worst. Okay.
1: Dude, I don't know anybody that actually likes them. Nobody, in Halo 2, everybody hates them. Because, god damn it, they're so frustrating. Especially on Legendary. You'll be, like, doing something. You just get shot. What the fuck
0: just happened to me? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just one of those things that's, like they make sense in the universe to me, but yeah, I can totally understand why that would piss you off. I, I don't really remember being as frustrated with them, but I don't really remember halo two on legendary. So I can't, you, you blocked it
1: out then. Yeah. I, I might've,
0: <laughs> it's might be in the deep recesses of my memory. I mean, I've played every halo except for, I've beaten every halo except for five on legendary. So, uh,
1: five on legendary is pretty hard too. I, I never yeah. beat five on legendary.
0: Yeah. It, it you have to do a co-op. I can't figure out how to do it single player unless you're really good at juggling weapons. And I'm not very good with that. So, uh, yeah, I would love to hear from our listeners, like come into our podcast channel, tell us what your favorite enemies are, why they're your favorite or enemies that you just really, really hate and don't want to ever see again, whether because they were either, you know, too scary Like, I could honestly skip certain parts of Dead Space again because the enemies, some of the enemies just really got under my skin and how scary they were. So, uh, Switch is asking about the Shield Knight and Doom Eternal. I I never, I haven't played that game yet, so I couldn't tell you. But apparently, he is not a big fan of those guys. Uh, Uh, I
1: wanted to love Doom Eternal, and it wasn't the enemies that drove me away. It was the, super annoying jumpy level bullshit but I'm sure if I got to the shield night guy I probably would have hated him too
0: <laughs> yeah well yeah let us know and uh oh uh, the
1: fucking peridactyl things from Morrowind yes
0: here. I forgot about those oh my goodness that's been so long since I've been in that world that was such a great game, though. Moral any words.
1: game that has a really annoying flying enemy that you don't have a good weapon to take them out with, like in Borderlands, if you don't have a decent shotgun for the racks, like when you first run yes. into them or any of those flying things, you're like, God,
0: oh, just leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, Anthem and I were just having that conversation. We were playing uh, Warzone Firefight, and one of, the things that, one of the things that we always hate is when they drop the uh, Phaetons, as the enemy type because they're always way at the top of the sky and they're just tearing you apart and if you don't have enough wrecks to really get any anti-air weapons then you just lose that round because there's no way of defeating them and yeah so flying things can be very overpowered uh yeah just enemies like i don't know they they're the lifeblood of video games aren't they like if we didn't have bad guys then many video games would just be boring right uh they would all be walking simulators and yes i do believe walking simulators have a very important place in gaming right now but i want to shoot some stuff i want to blow shit up at times so i i need a good enemy that i really care to go blow up Uh, like jackal snickers like jackal snickers so let us know tell us what you think about enemies where what are your favorites what are the ones you think are the worst and uh we'll just go from there so hop Any final words that you can uh, part wisdom to those listeners of the tag cast? Or, let's go bitches. uh, No, just um, enjoy your
1: games. Have fun. Have great discussions. Don't call people... Don't shit on their pizza for liking a game you don't like. Uh, If a game makes you mad, just shut it off. Don't break your controllers. We all did that when we were kids because we didn't know any better, but... (laughs) Um, If you're looking for uh, somebody to do some uh, co-op uh, Call of Duty Zombies, uh, if you're looking to play some PvP, if you're looking to talk during the daytime about how scary Resident Evil is, come hit me up at the uh, adultgamer.com Discord. If you're into uh, retro-futurist culture-type things like science fiction, like Dune, Blade Runner, Robocop, Terminator, aliens come check out my podcast retro Futurist culture it's hosted at ruminations Radio network.com you can hit me up um, on twitter my
0: twitter handle is at futurist retro thank you Finn. all right i am finner 765 you can find me on twitter at the fenrir 765 and you can find my xbox as finner 765 i'd love to play any games chat with about games or anything in this world and i can't stress this enough if you have any time or anything that you'd like to just give up like 20 hours of uh not even that much if you just kind of mainline through it or take a beeline through it go play death store it's awesome you have no excuse now on the 23rd of november to play that game i will have one caveat on it tony do not play this game because you will try to ruin it for me and i We'll hate you forever if you do that. So everybody else, play Death Door because it's awesome. It's amazing. Play it now. Play it now. Play it now. Until then, I will catch you on the Flip of Flip. This has been another episode of the Tag Cast. Have a wonderful time.